0: Welcome to the High Jiu Jitsu Podcast. Again, I don't know what episode we're on because we've got a few backlogs. I think it's episode number five. And today, the theme, the topic of the day, ladies, it's time. We have probably the most uh, appropriate guest on with us right now. And I'm really happy to introduce Miss Emma. What's up, Emma?
1: Hello. Thanks for having me, John. Uh,
0: thanks so much for being on. Um, honestly, when we came to this, when I, want, I wanted to... We have a blog post up on the Haya Jiu-Jitsu blog, Ladies, It's Time. And this is a blog post that I published just before the women's only class as a way to just build up awareness of what we we're doing. Yeah. And now that we've got the Haya Jiu-Jitsu podcast and we're doing this, um, there's just absolutely nobody, um, that's better to talk about this topic, um, and the high jiu-jitsu women's t- like team and the women's only class than you. So thank you for coming on.
1: What an introduction. Thank yeah. you.
0: Um, well, let's start, let's start by first, uh, having an introduction of yourself and, you know, how did you get started in jiu-jitsu and, um, how are you going with jiu-jitsu right now?
1: Um, okay, so I have been with Haya for two years. It's the my first place that I have done jiu-jitsu with. Um, I have a martial arts background. I did kickboxing for seven years when I was back home. Okay. Um, and then got injured, hurt my shoulder, hurt my ankle, so couldn't really train with that. was doing kickboxing? No, that was through work, but the okay. kickboxing didn't help. It meant I had to do everything left side of my body, and that was really yeah. boring. Mm. Um, and then I moved to Australia and didn't take up any more martial arts for the first two years that I was here. And I'd known Nick for a while, and I, um, met him at one of the uni events. Nick and he, Avery, shout out to you, my yeah. man. And he he was talking to me about jiu-jitsu and I was like, I can't, I'm injured. And he was like, come along, you can you can do jiu-jitsu injured. I didn't really believe him. And then I came to a class and I was like, yes, I can, I can do this. And my schedule was so busy and I didn't know, I was like, I'm just, I don't know how I'm going to fit this in. But I, I was like, I will find two days a week that I can do this. Mm-hmm. And now I have... Four days a week that I that I'm doing this, and it just it fits and it works. Um. So yeah, it's all thanks to Nick, really. Wow. Got me here. So yeah, thanks, Nick.
0: Nick, you're a legend, because since the beginning, having you on the mats, Emma. I remember when you came in and you didn't have any skills in jiu-jitsu because no, you've never done it all. before. Um, but you had a willingness to learn, and I think that's yeah. that's all I want. Like as a coach, I'm like just if you, if we have somebody who comes in who's willing to learn. Um, who's prepared to be patient and take things slowly. Yes. Uh, I think we can work with that. That's all we need to work with. And you were that. You were that, exactly that person. Um, and I remember when you came in and you didn't have a gi and then you bought your pride gi, that the, the Navy one. Yeah. And you were coming in and I think, such a, I think you got, you've had the perfect journey really because... You started off coming, like, in the on the Evolve. So we have an Evolve membership, which is th- up to three classes per week. Yes. And you were more than happy that was more than enough for you. And how long was it, roughly, before?
1: Oh, that must have been at least a year that I was a on year, that. Yeah. yeah, just fitting it into the PhD. Yep. And, like, I wanted to come more often. But with, the, with work commitments, it just wasn't... Possible mm-hmm. and I didn't want to overcommit and then not be able to do that many classes and then feel Pressure like yeah. pressure on myself to keep to come that extra time So I was like no, okay work can only allow this so this is what we'll stick with mm-hmm. at the moment. And yeah, that worked really well Yeah, it's a nice a nice build up. Yeah, internet. yeah,
0: yeah for sure and so what were some challenges for you when you first came in? Uh, because yes, your shoulder was sore and your ankle was sore. Um, firstly, what drew you to hire? What made you, because you came in maybe a little bit tentative, like you didn't. Yes. You told me a story about Nick and you said you only came in just to, just to keep Nick quiet. To yes. Get him off your back. Um, but then you came in and so what was it about Either school, but also like the art that you really enjoyed. Let's start there.
1: So the only thing I knew about jiu jitsu before I came, I'd seen a few classes when I was at university, and um, before I, when I was doing one of my gym classes, there'd be a jiu jitsu class going on next door, and I'd mm-hmm. walk past it and I'd see them throwing each other and arm barring each other, and it all looked quite bitey and rough, and I never played foot as a child. Mm-hmm. And it was like I'd done my kickboxing, but that was you keep someone at arms' length, and I was like, I don't, I don't want to be wrestling. Mm-hmm. I don't want them on me. And so, and when Nick was talking about it, and he was saying, well, you can do it injured, and he was telling me about the like the warm up that you do, and you use the movement, and like that yoga style, mm-hmm. um, and connecting with your body to then do the moves. I was yeah. like, okay, well that doesn't sound scary. Like, if if that's the bit I get through and then everything else is terrifying, I'll just do the warm-up and then I'll sit out and I'll go to where I'm comfortable. And... I remember in my first class, we did like forward rolls and backward rolls and they, I hated that in gymnastics in school. I remember spending so long like practicing with my mum on like the mattress in the middle of the living room. (laughs) And and here I was like within like a few minutes, I was doing forward rolls and backward rolls really comfortably. And I was like, how how has John explained this? That clicks and I feel comfortable and safe doing it. And then we did hip throws. (laughs) <laughs> so that like, was the first class, yeah, hip throw. Yeah, awesome. and I was like, and I remember watching you do it going, oh my gosh, what have I got myself into? And then I did it, and I felt so victorious. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I, the fear had gone, and I just wanted more. So yeah. I was like, okay, well, you didn't want to do this because you didn't want to throw people, and you didn't want to be thrown. You've come in, you've done it, it was really safe, and it was really fun. Let's go back and do this again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it just, just it, was, it was the way you do the classes and the safety of the team that we have here that kept me coming back. Um, like, if I have a rough day and I hurt my shoulder, I can't open a door. Mm-hmm. So, and I can't, like, it's really painful to get dressed. Um, so I'm very careful with it and I'm very cautious of people, new people that I train with. But I feel really safe with everybody that's Mm -hmm. here and I don't have that fear like I'm cautious but I'm not scared for my Mm well-being whereas like when you see like you sport past some of the gyms or you watch some videos or competitions and things I'm I'm like that doesn't look like an an environment that I want to be in so it's Mm -hmm. the environment the community that you've created here that that gave me that thirst to keep coming back. Wow,
0: thank you. Um, yeah. And luckily, and I think a lot of people say that, a lot of people, it's the perception that people have about jiu-jitsu yes. that I think we're trying to improve on and change a little bit because it is, and for the most part, jujitsu is like that. Um, yeah. Because when you, when you pit two people up against each other and the aim is to win, then people go to whatever means necessary in order to get that win. Yes. Whereas when you start to do jiu from the point of view of self-defense, then things start to change too because then suddenly you have some time in order to practice, in order to get the moves correct, in order to make them work. Um, and I think we're very fortunate that most people that walk through our door are just awesome and beautiful and uh, loving and want to come in for the right reasons and the right intentions. Um, and I think, yeah, I think we're very fortunate in that um, to have an environment like this for sure.
1: Yeah, we got some wonderful people through those
0: doors. Yeah. So um, so in terms of your uh, your injuries, that was one of the challenges, and I, I understand because you're through a right shoulder, right? Yep. 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 Same Mine's trash yep. as well. But um, no, I love your shoulder. It's okay. <laughs> and we're going to keep making the shoulders better and keep making our joints better and healthier. In addition to uh, those injuries, what were some other things from a personal point of view, that um, you had to overcome?
1: The mindset of, oh my gosh, I can't do that. Yeah. So, like watching you demo something and thinking, I I can't throw this person or I can't, I can't use my body in that way. I'm not strong enough Mm -hmm. or I'm not big enough to be able to do this. And it was with time and then practicing those techniques and doing those techniques that show me oh I, I, I can do this yeah. and some of the things like if I partner against one of the other girls or if I partner against some of the guys I can I can do those techniques really easily yeah. but then if I do them against some of the other guys that are bigger and stronger then I do have to adapt and I have to use a different move yeah. instead so it's nice to as the time has gone on that I've got more like tools in my belt to be able to Adapt to the person that I'm with. Yes. So yeah, that mindset was a huge barrier, and that getting over that mindset's helped outside of jiu-jitsu as yeah. well. So like with a lot with work or like applying for jobs that I've been doing at the moment, um, and thinking. Oh, I can't I can't do this task. Um this is this is too big for me or I don't know anything about this. And you'd be like, Well I just I just threw somebody yesterday or yeah. I just learnt that move that at the beginning of the class I had no idea what to do and I'm like, Okay, just you can go for it, try it, learn from what you where it didn't work yeah. and try it again and it's it's helped me, it's given me the confidence to try things that I wouldn't normally try and go for opportunities that I probably wouldn't gone for, and and it's given me the just the, yeah, just the confidence to be yeah. able to go out and try it and know that, okay, if it doesn't work, you get back up again and you try Enjoy. it in a different yeah.
0: way until so it does work. I think that's so huge. Like, <laughs> I think that's so big, because we're talking with Taryn about today just uh, people being like, uh, too stuck in their comfort zones. Yeah. And I don't think comfort, a comfort zone is a bad thing. I think it's a good thing. I think we're lucky to have comfort yeah. zones. Um, we live in Australia. We live in a beautiful country. And things are comfortable relatively for the most part. And I don't think that's a bad thing at all. But when you come into jujitsu, it was uncomfortable for you, was it not, to come yeah. into a, an environment with predominantly men. Yes. Bigger men. Yeah. B- yep. People that are bigger than you. People that are stronger than you. Um, techniques that you haven't really seen before. Um you were saying that you know you look at me do it and you're like oh my gosh i can't do that there's no way i could do that um but that that situation right there is the catalyst for you to realize that you have so much more potential than what you think you have
1: yes
0: and you have a you have the ability to do it provided that you know how you know how to do it you know and that's that's the beauty of the training and that's the beauty of the syllabus that we have and the hours that we come in and we it's it's important, and I don't think, uh, it's not it's not a natural ability that we have. Like, do you think you're naturally gifted at Jiu-Jitsu?
1: No, I have to work at it. In.
0: I think everyone, yeah, I think we all have to work. Some people get a really, like, naturally um, just, they have the, the knack for it.
1: Yes, they pick it up. They, they pick it leg. up,
0: but they still have to pick it up. It's not right there on them. No one, like, comes into class and is a black belt straight away. Like, so everybody has to learn um how to do things and it's in that process that I feel is what gives you the confidence because you go from the like the starting part where you don't have anything and progressively progressively with every situation it makes it like you learn how to do that better. Um, so yes maybe you can hear a phone ring. Say what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna put a flag right here and then Daddy boy where are you? We missed Danny, Danny was our editor, and Danny would, I think I can just press that pin. Anyways, sorry guys, oh, right there. So, um, yes, and going from, oh my gosh, I can't do this, to wow, I can do it, um, in the dojo. yes, But also outside of the dojo because it transfers. like What yeah. we do in, the, in jiu-jitsu transfers to outside of jiu-jitsu. And th- that's what I'm trying my hardest to A, um, just help people become aware of that and for us to focus on that. Yesterday I put an Instagram post up and I said, we're not here to breed competition champions but we're here to build quality of life off the mats. And I think that's so important. I think that's the most important thing
1: yeah, I really liked that post because Thank it's you. those transferable skills mm-hmm. that you you see the growth in people. Yes, and like so you see you see like the people. Some of the people that have walked through the doors, and and they're a bit timid and but and you see them grow throughout the classes and over the months. And I see it with the the women that come into the women's class, yeah. and I see them now, and I'm like I see the transformation in them, and and I hope that they see it in themselves yeah. too.
0: Yeah, I think that's amazing. And that's why we created this women's only program and it was with your help. Um, Nick Avery was a big part of this as well. Um, and what we have with the women's program because here's, a, here's one thing that I get a lot about the women because a lot of, first and foremost, Gracie Jiu Jitsu is self-defense. And just the story of Grandmaster Elio Gracie, who was the timid, um, weak, sickly kid, like in amongst a bunch of what sounds like just really strong, formidable men. Um, he was the, the, uh, the, less, the person with the least uh, amount of physical attributes, like he wasn't strong. Um, and he created a jiu-jitsu based on leverage. And that focus on self-defense, where the smaller, weaker person can defend themselves against a bigger, stronger aggressor, and that's the whole premise of Gracie Jiu-Jitsu. So, as we have in the blog post, why is it mostly men that do this martial art? I think that's that's such a it's a big question. It's one that um, we've been trying together and as a team, uh, we've been trying to change that For a sure. little bit. Yeah. Because with that with that um, idea, with that image of Jitsu being two people just going at it and fighting really hard, women most women don't want too much to do with that. No, they don't. But when you when you change it up and when you change the environment, then Gracie Jiu Jitsu can be in my opinion is the most applicable martial art for women. Because you did kickboxing at uh, back home. Yes. For seven years. Yeah. And you're saying that you wanted to keep people at arm's length. Yep. Now, as a woman and as somebody um who is weaker than the other person, it's gonna be very hard to keep at arm's length. You can run, you can yep. definitely run, and that's arm's length. But hopefully you can run fast enough. And a lot of the times that men are faster. Men are stronger. Yep. Men up. are bigger. Um and so there's a likelihood that there won't be that distance, that arm's length of distance. And in a, in a situation of self-defense, you're going to have to come in and connect with somebody.
1: And that was a concept that was totally new to me. Mm-hmm. And it, it took a bit to get used to, because it mm-hmm. went against everything that I'd been taught for years. But then I saw how effective it was. And I was like, of course, of course, mm-hmm. <laughs> of course. Why, why aren't we doing this? Yeah. And, and I can see the benefits of, of both ways, and in the different circumstances that I would use each of those in. But the more time I've spent doing jujitsu over the years, the more innate it's become. So that if I did have to defend myself, I feel now that it would probably be the jujitsu that my body uses yeah. without me having to think about. And and I mean, that's just because the reflex, and I know that it
0: that it works most yeah. definitely um this is a it's a beautiful martial art like and the reason being the reason why we say it's like a perfect martial art for women to learn is because it doesn't rely on these physical attributes so when you connect with somebody you can use your bones relative to the ground in order to create leverage in order to make that hip throw work like that hip throw that that you did in the first class didn't happen because you had big strong biceps nope. and you know a Big, tight, well-developed glutes, and you know, um, because you weren't big and strong, you weren't bigger than the person that you threw the first time. But you threw them because of the technique that was there, you know, and the and the placement of your feet, and how we helped you move your hips, and how you kept your spine long, and where you put your head, and how you created, and how you used your arms in order to keep that control. Like all of these little technicalities are what makes this martial art work, and. That's why I think we're we're both super passionate to to build it to build yeah. to build this amongst the women um, of Sydney of of the whole world really because you it's not your muscles that makes jiu jitsu work no. uh, when you focus on your skeleton you find all the leverage and strength you need to practice the techniques and to make the techniques work
1: and I, it wasn't until I was here and I heard that and I understood how Gracie Jiu-Jitsu came about mm-hmm. and the fundamentals of the techniques of using leverage of using your skeleton rather mm-hmm. than your muscles that I realized how effective it was and I looked around the room going why aren't there more girls in yeah. here why aren't there smaller people in this room yeah. why? and but I think it's I think it's those perceptions that people have and I mean but look at the when we did the UNSW um, self-defense program yeah. and we had 10 women there that they enjoyed every session that we did all those four sessions they yeah. come, came back they and, all came back yeah and they loved it yeah and the the responses we got after it was great mm-hmm. but getting people into the course like we had that open for 30 people and there's so many and you think how many thousands of women there are in sydney getting women to join something that's new and that is out of that comfort zone is really difficult and it's really hard to break down those perceptions without them being there yeah so yeah that's that's a really challenging it's part. like you need a bit of bait
0: like yes. just, just a little bit a little bit of bait Yeah. even if it's somebody like annoying you <laughs> like <laughs> the way nick was annoying you to come in um, but you yeah. need some something to to create that interest and that that women we did a New South Wales Uni of New South Wales uh, program, and Emma was the one who organised it. So thanks for that, Emma. It was a post postgraduate.
1: Yeah, postgraduate council.
0: Council, yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, so we took a group of ten girls who had very little um, knowledge, if if any, knowledge of jujitsu, and um, we we started from the beginning. We started from the base. We started with you know basic movements, upas, Yep. people don't know how to bridge you know people don't know how to use their hips people don't know what their pelvis is people think of you're swearing at them when you you know <laughs> saying crude words when you say <laughs> pelvis um, and we took those girls from not having much at all to by the end of that fourth class try to grab their hand and they're gonna rip it back out yeah you know and try to push them and they're gonna have good base and we'll get in the triangles we'll get in the chokes working slowly slowly but it does take time, it really does take time. And I think within four classes, it'd be hard to do things with four yeah. classes, but I think we left a nice, we left a good impression on the girls, and I think Definitely. we left them with um, skills, like yeah. a, like enough skills. Um, so I was, I was so happy with that.
1: Yeah, they all felt a lot more empowered after it. Beautiful,
0: yeah. Yeah. that was so cool. Nick Avery, Nick's an awesome, he's so passionate about this topic as well. And he said something to me, and it was, I won't forget it. He said, in terms of like bringing girls into, into jujitsu, a lot of people think that self-defense, they won't need it and that, you know, they're not the ones that will get attacked or they're not the ones who will have a problem and will need to use jujitsu jitsu at some point. It's always going to be the other person. And Nick raised like, I guess, an analogy. And he said, well, why does everybody wear a seatbelt when they jump in a car? Yeah. Why does every building have a fire extinguisher and a fire safety plan? We don't expect this place to come up in flames. Like God forbid PCYC went up in flames or God forbid I had an accident. Like I've been driving for many years and I had one baby accident but I didn't even need my seatbelt there but I always wear a seatbelt. Every time I've jumped in a car, I wear a seatbelt and everyone wears seatbelts. Even though the likelihood of getting into an accident is very um, low, I guess but we have it just in case, just in case. And I think that's a lot of the reasons, um, a big part of feeling empowered with jiu-jitsu, where you think if the shit was to ever hit the fan, at least I have some basics, basics that I can know about. And I think that's really important. And I think that's why jiu-jitsu can be um, just such a a valuable tool and such a super powerful women I really do. Um, so you got bones. You can learn self-defense. When we say with women, we don't, we don't need women to we, – we don't even need them to become like full-time jiu-jitsu players. You know, just come to a couple classes per week, and then in doing that, in, in spending that time on the mats, you will learn. Yeah, and
1: just to be able to have it there if they ever need it. Yes. And I think through a self-defense point of view, that that's the way for to get a lot of women in. If they haven't already, we have we have a few women that have come into higher from other jujitsu schools. Mm-hmm. But the women who have never done it before, I think a self-defense way of doing it, and and I think that's a beautiful way that Nick described it, mm-hmm. because yeah, you don't think oh it'll, it'll never be me it'll it'll be yeah. somebody else so to just have that there for like insurance yeah. if you ever need it you've got it there so yeah i think that's a lovely like marketing tool mm-hmm. for it and just to change change perceptions like we were talking about earlier that's a good way of of just adjusting the the why why yes. should i why should i spend my time doing this why shouldn't i be at the gym doing my aerobics class instead where I know that I'll burn this many calories in that hour why should I be <laughs> why should I be on the mat learning jiu-jitsu yeah. instead
0: so we have the self defense part okay you know with jiu-jitsu you no longer need to feel defenseless against anyone fearful of your safety or scared of being yourself in confrontation that's a big thing, scared of being yourself in confrontation, because a lot of the times if you're if you're completely scared and you feel completely helpless, you do whatever has to be done in order to get out of that situation. Whereas when you have something like jiu-jitsu and you do have an understanding of self-defense, then you can also be firm and assertive, knowing that if things were to ever go bad, then at least you have some strength. Skills and some yeah. tools and
1: to be able to take a little bit of control. Yes, back in that situation, yes. just to just to control something. Yep, in that moment,
0: because that's what it is, to be honest. Like, and when when we say, you know, scared of being yourself in confrontation. Usually, when like a man who wants to attack a woman, chances that like they don't want the fight. It'd be so much easier if the if the woman just lay down and, and um, accepted what was coming her way for for this aggressor for this attacker. Yeah. Whereas when there's somebody who fights back, or who knows how to fight back, fight back, or who just offers resistance, and that's in the form of like verbally, um, in the form of you know keeping base and keeping the person away, in the form of shouting, stop it, I don't want this, you know, and being assertive. A lot of the times, that's what's necessary in order to uh, alleviate anything else from coming about.
1: Yeah, you're stopping yourself from being looking like someone who's a victim. Yes. So if you if you walk confidently and you you have that presence around you of don't mess with me, you're much less likely. For someone to to tackle you mm-hmm. on it or to try and cause you harm, whereas yeah. if you look vulnerable and you look like you'd be easy to take advantage of, you're you're likely to be more of a target. So just giving them that that confidence to or the tools to just know, okay, well, I don't inside, I don't feel confident of this situation. I don't really want to be in this walking down this street yeah. or in this neighbourhood or in this situation, but I've got to look like I. I'm 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 the boss of this situation. Yes, and get myself out of it
0: exactly. And I guess we like one step before that is is learning situational awareness and being aware of what's happening. Definitely. Um, and that's we talk about that too. And just having that conversation is important. You know, having the conversation of self defense, contemplating situations that can arise will help you become aware when they do happen. Yeah, you know, and so. Beyond that situational awareness, if something was to you know, start to come about, then again, it's that confidence that you're talking about, walking with your, with your chest out, you know, and, and not being completely, um, not succumbing to whatever um, happens. You know, I think that's really important. When you do jujitsu, you learn self-defense, which means you're more aware of your surroundings and you have more ability to keep yourself safe in these dangerous situations. It's how the women of our community can rise from feeling scared and overwhelmed to being empowered and free and ready to live to their fullest potential. I think that's so important because yes, we're talking about that that terrible spot, you know, when someone's looking at you, when somebody's following you, and your heart's beating really hard. But we're also talking about like oppression in other ways, you know, and and allowing women and allowing like yourself as a woman. To come into challenging situations, you know, and that they, these challenging situations can arise at work, when you've got an overpowering boss, yep. you know, who like who uh, intimidates you and who looks down on you and who um, talks down on you and who may be a little bit rude to you. If you don't have that ability to um, to assert yourself in, in in those situations, then you're going to keep getting walked all over.
1: Yes, we were talking about something similar in. Mm in a meeting the other day about how to get women to go for promotions within Mm -hmm. work and apparently men will go for a position if they think they meet 50 percent of the criteria okay women will go for a position if they meet a hundred percent of the criteria so less experienced and less qualified men are getting these higher positions because they go for it, yeah. and women don't. And when you talk about meeting the potential, that's, that's so important because we always doubt, and we always think, oh, okay, we could, we could do better at this, we could do better at that. Mm-hmm. But to know, just to be able to have that self-belief in ourselves of, okay, I can do this, and okay, I don't, I don't know how to do this bit, yeah. but I'm so good at all these other things that that compensates for that and with a little bit of mentorship i can i can get that as well so just just knowing and then believing in their in themselves off the mats as well as on the mats makes a big difference
0: and as we said before it's what happens on the mats that allows you to uh transfer these skills into other situations um and and that's what um, we're moving on from, like self defence, because we're also we also live in Sydney, you know, and um, there isn't like a, a lot of violence around here. You know, Sydney's a, a relatively peaceful city, thankfully. Yeah,
1: I feel pretty safe walking around yep, Sydney. Yeah, we do.
0: Yeah. So it's not as though we're not. We have to be very careful about this and about talking about self defence because. The last thing that I and probably we want to do is scare women, you know, and scare people and say, hey, don't walk outside, be paranoid because there's men after you coming up, like coming, coming for you. It's not like that at all. No. It's not. But when you have the skills, we say like the, the superpowers of self-defense, when you have them in your back pocket, it, it empowers you in so many other ways, which is what we're talking about, you know. You can be so much more effective at work. Um, some other benefits and these are some things that I've seen in the ladies in our women's only program too and you know by extension in our, in our entire fundamentals program is uh, an understanding of movement and understanding how to use your body in better ways yes now sure women are weaker than men um, but it's not as though women women again we have women have bones like we all, as human beings we have a skeletal structure. And if you understand how to use that skeleton, then you can be so much more powerful than what you think you are right now. So when you learn leverage with that hip throw, yep. That wasn't like your muscles. No. That that was your bones that came together. And when you know how to place your bones in those right in those positions, that's strength. So you can go into the gym. I I, I hope that after 2 years of doing jiu-jitsu at high jiu-jitsu that you're so much more confident in the gym that you can take a, a weight and you can understand how to lift it, thinking about mechanics. Like you might not have a PT there, you might not have me there telling you like how to lift and how to bend your knees, but you can work through things yourself too. You know, you can you can um, put the pieces together yourself according to what you're feeling.
1: Yeah, and I've I've been aware that I listen to my body much more. Like the last few years since I've been doing this, I'm much more aware of <laughs> what my body is doing. And like, okay, well, this is sore today. Okay, well, what was I doing? What can I do to make this easier? Yeah. Even if it's like, okay, well, I'm I'm walking to work. Okay, well, how can I make this more comfortable because that bit hurts today? Yeah. Um. And yeah, it makes it makes a huge difference. So even like carrying my when I'm carrying my suitcase yes. yeah. or just okay, how can I or carrying the shopping? Yeah. Yep. Um, after the supermarket, okay. How can I make this easier? Yes. Yeah.
0: And that's that's life because we always encounter difficult situations. You know, like like you said, even if it's like shopping, I have got a heavy shopping bag. How do I lift this? How do I use? How do I organize myself in a way that I can lift this shopping bag? I can carry this load uh, in the most efficient and the most effective way possible. And essentially, that's a conversation that we have in jiu jitsu all yeah. the time. And especially for women, because you know women you you will go up against men like after the women's only program you know if you come into fundamentals there's more men than girls sorry but it's true
1: apart from that one class we did the other week yeah
0: awesome see how cool is that (laughs) we had we had a nogi class and great that was after women's only and there was one more girl than than men right yeah yeah
1: i I waited two years for that moment. yes and it happened (laughs) i was
0: so happy as well that was that was so beautiful but these women are dealing with people heavier and bigger and stronger. And that's okay, because if you use the right mechanics, you can make things work. And these mechanics, again, transfer. These mechanics transfer to other parts of your life. And talking about calories, how do you feel, Emma, after a a session of uh, rolling and training? Are you sweaty?
1: Oh, so sweaty. Are you tired? Yep.
0: Yep. I mean...
1: The adrenaline's pumping. Yeah. Mentally, I'm I'm so alert. My body is like, please, just stop now. Yeah. <laughs> so all of our reserves. Rest. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but if I if I do that at the gym, I crawl out and I feel mentally exhausted. I'm physically exhausted. <clears throat> My body hurts the next day. Yeah. But I don't I don't have that pain once I've done jujitsu.
0: Do you feel day. like your body's changed in the two years that we've um, that you've been training? Yeah. Yeah,
1: so? uh, I think I think I'm stronger, but I don't know whether that's just because I don't know whether muscularly I'm any stronger or not, but I know how to use my body so I can lift heavier things. Yeah. Um but my mindset has changed mm-hmm. a lot. I'm not worried about okay, if I eat this, I need to go to the gym, I need to do that extra class. Yeah. It's not it's not a balance between Exercise and food. I don't make myself feel guilty about eating,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I used to have a real—I used to have to balance the scales yeah. all the time and be like, "Okay, well, if you eat this, you need to do this, or if you do this, okay, well then you can go have ice cream um, for dessert." Yeah. And now I just don't worry about you're it. You're
0: a calorie burning machine now because <laughs> you're on the mats all the time. Yeah. You know? And here's the thing: when you go into—and I mean, gym's gym can be fun too, but. For the most part, if you're going, when you're focused on just your body and like being in the gym in order to improve your body, uh, and it's, it's it becomes a little bit tough, it becomes a little bit, uh, I don't want to use the word boring, but it could become monotonous at times as well.
1: Yeah, I would definitely go with monotonous.
0: Monotonous, yes. Um, and of course, you know, you can change things up, but you're always there. Uh, I am, lifting this weight so I can burn calories. I'm lifting this weight so I can develop my butt so I can fit in my jeans better. you know XYZ uh, when you're doing Jiu Jitsu, you're having so much fun.
1: Yeah you, you're so sweating you don't realize you're exercising and yes. you're burning all these calories because you're just having you're having fun and you finish it and you're like I am dripping
0: yep right now yeah and I didn't think for once about how many calories I'm burning no. and if you did you're probably doing it in the wrong way. Um but uh it's fun. It's so much fun because the, the focus isn't it's by extension that you lose weight, it's by extension that you know you, you develop all your muscles. Um and you know, we we're, we're bridging all the time and you're bridging with men like ninety kilos, a hundred kilos yep. on you. And if I told you to start lifting um a barbell from the ground that was a hundred kilos, that'd get pretty pretty tiring really quickly. But you're also doing that on the mats. But you just don't realize. No. You know, And I think um, in terms of resistance training, you're getting a lot of resistance training in the gym uh, in, in, in when you're doing jiu-jitsu. Um, and, and you're learning leverage. And leverage, that's that superpower right there. Because you're using leverage in jiu-jitsu on the mats, you're using it in the gym, you're using it everywhere. So.
1: And I like the focus because that was that was how I made that extra time
0: mm-hmm.
1: for jujitsu. Was I quickly realised that I would rather be doing this than be at the gym,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I stopped thinking about what my body looked like. And it wasn't a I go to the gym for aesthetics. Yeah. I go to jujitsu. I have fun and I learn. I learn. And and I. I learned what my body can
0: do. Mm-hmm.
1: So it stopped It stopped being a, okay, let's look in the mirror and how is my body doing? I'll look in the mirror and see how my body's doing. It's that, okay, I'm gonna feel how my body's doing. These are all the things I can do with it. My body's doing awesome. Yes.
0: So you didn't have to completely drop the aesthetics, did you? Like, no. But you got that, but you got so much more as a result. Yeah. And that's the beautiful thing. A lot of the times people are just like killing themselves in the gym and that's not to say that it's not, it's not a good idea to be in the gym like going to the gym is fun and I I, I do my best to be in there try yeah. to go twice a week to the gym and if I just throw just just do about 15-20 minutes of resistance training I think that's good for health it's good for a lot of things too um, but that's like if that was my primary focus I think I'd be extremely bored yeah. <laughs> I'd be really bored <laughs> um, and it was my focus for you know I was weight training from the age of 13 till about I started jiu about 18, 19. And at, during those times, it, it did get tiring. Because how many, like, you just do, you lift and you lift, and then the, the focus is on a number. And the barbell isn't alive. The barbell doesn't talk to you. It's just, it's you. And um, that can, it can get um, tedious, you know. And then when I started jiu-jitsu, I'd go and I'd start, I'd, I'd be in the gym as well, but I'd be in the gym in order to get better for jiu-jitsu you know and it yeah. gives the jiu-jitsu aspect and the self-defense aspect gives you so much more of a it's a, it's a better purpose yes, in the gym because I feel like if you're there just for the aesthetics I think that's the part that I'm talking about the monotony I think that gets monotonous yeah. you know and I'm, I'm sure everyone um, it's it's nice to have you know, self-worth and it's nice to want to look good for sure and wh- I guess what I'm saying is that with jiu-jitsu you can't you will look good too you know and you'll burn like a calories if you want to call it in terms of calories like um, You you'll expend so much energy that you'll you'll learn at the same time. you have fun at the same time um, Another thing that you will do is you'll make so many friends.
1: Yes. See I didn't realize that I would gain like a whole family here mm-hmm. and like my all my family are back in the UK and I don't have any brothers and sisters but being on those mats, it's it's like rolling with twenty brothers, mm-hmm. uh, and having these like having these awesome women in my life, and I've gained so much from the people yeah. that are here. The, the the community is is amazing, and it's it's very rare to find that. It so is. I'm very grateful that, of what we have here.
0: Yeah, I think we're we're so grateful to have you too, and um, I don't think it's. I think the reason why we're all so close and we're all such good friends, I think it has to do with the nature of jujitsu as well. How, there's no personal space between <laughs> no, us because, isn't. hey, how you going? I'm Emma. Yes, I'm John. Okay. So get in between my legs and then do an armbar on me. This is yeah. an armbar. And it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> so immediately those barriers, which are kind of, I guess, naturally exist between people, like just get eradicated.
1: Yeah. There's not really a fear of embarrassing yourself because... They've just sat on your head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, it doesn't really matter what I say yeah, if whatever, I do something stupid yes, exactly. It's all right. Yeah. Just <laughs>
0: exactly. Um, and I think that's why yeah. we start to make such good friends in here, and our women's only community. And and again, you've been leading it, and I think like thanks to you, like it's built up so so much, and um, we have such a good, beautiful group of women. We
1: do,
0: especially now in, in the women's only. Like you see them congregate, and everyone's there for the same reason. Um, and I see you guys going for lunch after class and um, we've got the Hai jitsu ladies um, Facebook group as well in yep. addition to the regular Hai jitsu group um, and again that's that community and um, I think it's, it's special being a part of that too it is so um, another thing Professor Sauer he, he was talking about being slippery you know and thinking about uh, in terms of gracie jiu-jitsu and the benefits of doing jiu-jitsu i think we have to be careful because jiu-jitsu isn't magic it's not like it's it's powerful it's fun it's awesome it's healthy it's self-defense but it's not magic so when we teach you jiu-jitsu you're not going to have a magic wand so we didn't give those girls at the unsw course we didn't give them a magic wand and say hey Anytime you encounter any danger, abracadabra, boom! The person just explodes into little bits. I think it's a mindset. It's a mindset shift, you know. And uh, being slippery again is that idea of leverage and using your strengths in every in each situation, um, in 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 different situations as well. Now, for example, you know if you're doing jiu-jitsu or sorry if you're let's say you're 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 you have you're attacked and a lot of the times it's uh people that that women know that attack them rather than like strangers too so a lot of the times you find yourself in very close contact with this person and things go all right and then before you know it, you have somebody on top of you um who wants to assault you um and so when we talk about kickboxing, the idea of punching someone in the face there is gone. The idea of kicking them is somewhat gone. Yeah. So, a lot of the times you have to use, be slippery. So, I'm just trying to define what slippery means. So, for one thing, Professor was saying this one one story, and I, I want to share it. I feel like it's, it's a good time to share, especially on this podcast. And it's something that I won't forget, ever. He was saying... If a woman comes under attack, um and you're dealing with somebody that chances are they want sex. You yep. know. Now, if you if a woman finds herself on her back and her immediate reaction and a lot of the times if you're not educated in this stuff, your immediate response is, I'm gonna poke his eyeballs, I'm gonna punch him in the dick. I'm gonna Which
1: most of the time when people talk about self defense is go for the eyes. Yeah. Go, punch him in the groin yeah. kick him in the groin and get the hell out
0: yeah and i don't think that's a very realistic no response
1: and it wasn't until we did the women's class yeah. and you had a re- you had a really good response for because you asked them what would they would do yeah and they said i would punch him in the face yeah. i would i would kick him in the groin yeah and i loved your response to that of okay well now you've got this bigger stronger heavier person on top of it's you not, and you no, just no punched way. him in the face yeah What's he gonna do now? And I'm like, You've just aggravated this person mm-hmm. and I was like, Ah oh. like and I've been doing this for eighteen months yeah. <laughs> and I and I knew jujitsu and I was like okay, that's that's why this this thing that we are all told to do to protect ourselves, it it's just wrong and it it's ineffective and it could put us in more danger. So yes. it was, it was that was that was a that was a light bulb yeah. moment for me when I heard you say that.
0: Well, and it's tough and it, it, like it's a sensitive topic for one. Yeah. And I'd love to tell women, "Hey, just punch him in the face and you will break his nose and he'll stop and he'll just say he'll just leave you alone." You say, "Oh, I'm sorry," just and then you'll get to move away and then everything's fine again. And sometimes that might happen. Yeah. You know, sometimes yeah. that's possible and you can run, you can make an escape. So there might be situations that that happens, but there's a lot of other situations where that won't be the that won't be possible. And as we said, rather than somebody who just wants sex, or you know, um, now you you want so you have somebody that's very violent, and somebody actually wants to hurt you now because you've hurt them. Yep. And that's not a good situation to be in. No. So, Professor, um, he was talking about you know, um, if you're on the bottom, just you know, slightly moving your hips slightly moving your hips, slightly moving your hips, and then tricking, tricking the person into putting himself in a situation where you can snap up a triangle, lock it up, underhook the arm for sure to avoid like punches coming through. And you get into a situation where you can't be lifted to be slammed yeah, because you're completely connected to the person. They can't stand up and you put them to sleep. And that's beautiful. And you hold that choke for a long time and as you're holding that choke, you're looking for the exit. Where is this exit right now? Before you let this person go, you find the exit. You make sure that they're well, like they're asleep. You've taken their consciousness away, and then you then you make your escape. And that seems like it is such a um, is more more of a realistic um, response.
1: Yeah. So the slipperiness in that aspect is almost. Lulling them into, okay, you're going along with this. Yes. And you're you're putting them in a situation where they feel comfortable and they feel in control. Yeah. But really, in your mind, you have control over that situation, but they don't know that. Yeah. And then when that moment comes where you can take that control, you will take them by surprise and you will take it and you will get yourself to safety.
0: And you had to wait. Yes. You had to wait for that moment. And you had to take... You had to... Turn that situation in a way that benefited you. And again, that's a skill. That's a skill that we're doing our best to to develop. Because the
1: instinct is to panic.
0: Of course. Yeah. And
1: and that's one of the things I find particularly when we do like the arm grabs or the neck grabs, is that feeling of having someone's hands on your throat. Yeah. It's horrible. Mm -hmm. But when you're used to that in class and we build that up like with the in the women's classes and in our normal classes we we start off gentle and we learn the moves and once once we have the combination okay this is this is the steps to make it effective okay let's increase that power be an attacker and be a realistic attacker yeah. to so that your partner knows that it works yeah and you have that moment of oh my gosh they're not playing anymore mm-hmm. they're really grabbing me and you and i okay i have to get out of this and just just calming that moment of terror mm-hmm. of somebody has me yeah. just to have that moment of clarity of okay I can I can do this I can I can get myself out of this yeah. is is huge yep
0: yeah. and that doesn't take it doesn't come easily no. it doesn't and you've had to do this for 2 years yeah and you still find yourself in situations that you know it would be hard for you to get out of yeah. on the mats you know um but you're doing it you know, and you're developing this, and it's a—it's always a work in progress. Like everything we do is a work in progress, but you need to start. You need to start, yeah. ladies. It's time. It's time. Let's get started. Let's get into this. Let's do it. We've got our women's only program that starts at 10 a.m. on Saturdays. Um, at this time, you won't need to share the mats with the men. You know, um, that might be. We've aimed at high jiu we aim to eliminate as many barriers as we can to get women to start. Just start, because once you start, you'll start to see things, you'll start to develop your skills, and you'll start to develop the confidence of being on the mats. And I think that's the beautiful thing about this Women's Only program. From 10 a.m. to 11 a.m., the dojo is all yours, and you get to learn the essentials of self-defense in a safe and welcoming environment. Training won't always be easy, but it will be safe and fun and beneficial to every aspect of your life. You can learn how to stay safe while you gain strength and mobility, lose weight, and hang out with your friends all at the same time. The first step is to begin. We need to begin. Uh, We also, I think this is a good time to introduce uh, the scholarship. Nick Avery, again. um, What a legend. What a legend. He's been... Again, this comes only out of his enthusiasm and his passion for bringing women into this martial art. Um, he's created a, we've, together we've created a scholarship, and so what we've done is all of the students of high jiu jitsu, or you know, have um, it's been we've been open to donations. So whoever's wanted to donate, so what's happened is we've created um, we've there's a gi on offer, and there's three months tuition on offer as well for any lady that wants to come in and get started. So a lot of the times, you know, we aim to eliminate all barriers. Maybe finances are a barrier too. And, you know, a gi at high jiu-jitsu um, with the rash guard and with the whole pack costs $220. Um, tuition in the women's only is, you know, between $85 and $110, like depending on which pack you, package you'd yep. like. And uh, that might be a lot for some women as well to... to to deal with, to handle at this particular time, so that's why Nick has been um, very vocal, you know, and very proactive, and he's created the Hydajitsu Ladies Scholarship. So thanks so much, Nick, for that. If you want to apply, all you have to do is go on to the Hydajitsu blog, and you'll see HJJ Ladies Scholarship. Click on that. There's a link, and it takes you to a SurveyMonkey application form. Fill out the uh, fill out the questions. Not many questions, only about four or five questions. Enter your details, and we'll be in touch. All you have to do is uh, beyond that is come in for a free trial. We might have a might ask you a couple of questions as well. Um, you know, see where you're at, see what your intentions are, and that's available to you. And I think that's just one other one more initiative in attracting the ladies, in pulling the ladies in. Yes. You know.
1: And even if you're not sure about the the whole scholarship, come along and try a mm-hmm. class out. And if you do jiu-jitsu already, you know the benefits. So get get your friends along, get your sisters along, get your girlfriend along, yeah, um, and try it. And we've looked a lot about a self-defense point of view, and there are there's some women that may be like, okay, well, that's that's all well and good, but I. I don't have time to do my gym classes and to do self-defense, so it's a, it's an amazing sport as well, even without competing. The We've talked about the, the exercise that you get with it and the fun and the friends that you meet in it, so it's just from an exercise point of view as well as a self-defense point of view, it's it's an amazing way to spend a few hours a week.
0: Mm-hmm. So much fun. We got a few questions from the ladies of high jiu-jitsu. And um, my asks I'm curious as to your observations around whether you see any patterns in women who end up sticking with jiu-jitsu and those who do not is it a certain personality type any surprises since you started the gym and women's only class what do you think Emma are some things you need like I guess prerequisites if you like um, to doing jiu-jitsu and not just coming in for one class but being successful uh, success what's a success Just just committing to it really and Allowing the process to unfold.
1: Yeah, so a bit like a willingness to learn and to being open to it and not giving up when it gets difficult. Mm -hmm. So like the first few classes are are really overwhelming and we're learning to use our body in a completely different way to the way we've used it for the last 20, 30 years of our lives. Mm -hmm. So you've got to be open to not being good at something straight off the bat. And some people come in and go, Okay, well, I'm not awesome at this, so it's not my thing. Yeah, go do something else. But we don't expect you to be amazing at it the first few classes, the first few months. It takes time to build that. And as long as you're as long as you're enjoying yourself and you're getting something out of each class, it doesn't matter how good you are at it. As long as you're enjoying it and you're getting something out of it. It's so worth you walking through those doors. And we I See the growth in the women that come through the door and I see that that even when they don't and I'm like I can I can see the improvement in their technique, but they can still see What else they need to do? Yeah, but that's because you the more you do it the more details Become available and the more information, you know is there so there's always another step that you need to add in yeah, but we can see all the steps that they've already achieved yes. that they couldn't at the beginning. So, yeah, just being open to trying it and, yeah, I think that's... I
0: think that's, yeah, uh, one million percent. I think we all start as white belts and I think this this is a journey and it takes so long. I'm, I've been doing jiu-jitsu for 12 years and I'm still not, I still don't have my black belt, um, you know, and I, I'm way, I haven't mastered anything um, and you ask professor has been doing jiu for about 40 years and he'll tell you he's not a master at it because he's always learning as well you show him something that he's never seen he's like oh wow you know and he'll contemplate it he'll think about it and he's open to learning and, and and uh exploring it and i think that's i think some ladies that come in want things to be black and white yeah let me do this so i can achieve it and so i can leave and have 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 done it yeah and succeed i've succeeded list. yeah and i don't think it's the case i think if you come in with that mentality then you're probably going to quit eventually because there's a lot of gray areas in jiu-jitsu you know <laughs> and a lot of times you might come into a, into a class and you won't get the technique 100% but you have to be willing to to, to deal with that and ask questions about that and go back and train again cuz not everything comes easy
1: no i curious
0: curiosity yeah that's huge yeah
1: just being like oh okay how did you how did you do that all right show me show me that move. yeah
0: most definitely so um rachel asks a beautiful question rachel says en- encouraging new people both men and women how not to feel guilty when they're partnered with someone a lot better getting over the anxiety about wasting someone's time and i think i'd like to focus on the high jiu-jitsu culture and as we're talking about at the start of this we've got many people in every class who come in and who are just so happy and so curious and so willing to help other people because I don't know about you I think you're I think you the same but I get so much enjoyment out of showing somebody something and having them do it and seeing the smile on their face you know and um, going and seeing somebody go from I don't know what I'm doing right here to like getting the moves down you know and you, I don't think you'll ever get the move but they're doing it with a lot more proficiency and a lot more effectiveness than what they were doing before. Yeah, um, and so especially in the fundamentals, and especially in a women's only class, that's why we've created this, these programs, so that women, so that you don't feel um, nervous about wasting someone's time. Because I've been so hell bent on creating a culture at high jiu jitsu that focuses on the everyday people, and the everyday people aren't just hardcore athletes that have a, have a competition coming up on the weekend, and you're not a liability. You're, you're another body that somebody can work with, some, somebody can converse with, and somebody can um, entertain their passion about jiu-jitsu. And I think we're all so passionate in this school, um, and uh, we're all so willing to help other people. So um, I, don't think, I don't think there's ever a need to um, feel bad, with somebody
1: no this was this was one of my biggest blocks mm-hmm. and it particularly for the first 12 months yeah and there weren't many there weren't many females in the group and all the guys were bigger and stronger and they were progressing faster than i was yeah. but they were coming four or five times a week and i was coming twice a week yeah so and I was like, well, why should they train with me when they can train with some of the other guys who mm-hmm. are doing all these awesome moves? And there's, why should they be with me when they could be training with the blue belts? And and I spoke to, to somebody else about this and they went, they go I've, I've been doing this for four years and I still have that same yeah. worry. And, and she goes, but they, they, they get something from teaching you. mm mm-hmm. So I took my I took that guilt away, and I let myself just enjoy it. And I would go, okay, teach me. That move you just did was really cool. How did you do it? Or okay, keep getting me in this. What am I doing wrong? Mm-hmm. And it's boring for them if they keep getting me in an armbar from the same position every time. So if I take that, if they show me how what I'm doing wrong, they they've got more of a challenge yeah. because I've ta- that I then take that arm bar away from them and they have to find something else to get exactly. me with. So we're learning from each other and I I learn so much from teaching somebody something and some days I've had a really long day or I didn't sleep well that night or my shoulders playing up a bit more than usual and I don't want to roll but I want to do positional training so I want to go through move slowly and I'm like okay well I always get caught in here mm-hmm. so let's, let's just drill what we can do from here and so everybody is learning something different at mm-hmm. different times and we're all learning about our own technique and we want to fill in those gaps in our own techniques. So I've, I've learned to not feel guilty about it and that everybody, each day, each role, somebody feels different. Mm-hmm. So ask them. And if they want a really hard role they go, oh, I just kind of want to crush somebody and annihilate somebody right now, so I'm going to go with somebody yeah. who i can do a really hard role with and who is the same weight and the same strength yeah. and the same level as me but i've never had anybody say that no. <laughs> they'll well, go yeah, yeah let's roll let's play
0: let's play yep yeah, because that's how that's the culture that's the culture yeah. that we have in here and we also have many open mats you know um after after our classes and you know in class it's time to learn and everyone's there to learn within that hour you're actually doing somebody a favor because I think everybody secretly loves teaching and loves talking and loves sharing their, their knowledge because it, it, it consolidates their knowledge. And if you can explain something verbally, if you can't, then chances are you don't understand it yourself. If you can explain it to somebody and teach somebody else, then you're learning as well. Yep. So there's a nice, nice quote, you teach somebody something and you learn it twice. I think I probably botched that up. Uh, but you know I can have that in the show notes afterwards as well Um, yeah Uh, guys thanks so much for the questions fortunately we've run out of time and I'm just I'm I'm worried that it's going to be very hard to put it on our podcast um, provider but any case um, thank you so much for the questions Emma what can we say thank you so much for the uh, for past two years tonight guys uh, we have Emma's farewell um, and we're all meeting up at uh, the Brazilian restaurant to eat lots of meat and make ourselves sick with uh, a buffet. So no, much no, food. no, lots of food, but <laughs> for sure lots of food. And then tomorrow we have a nine a.m. family class. We have ten a.m. women's only. Ooh. It's Emma's last women's only class, and you probably won't hear this um, before that happens. But I just want to, on behalf of like the whole school, um, and I'll keep this short and sweet. But like, thank you, <laughs> like thank you so much because. You know, you've, been, you've come in and it's been two years and yes, you came in not knowing anything. And in these two years, you've been dedicated and you've committed um, and you've been so passionate and enthusiastic about learning. And, you know, after two, two years plus, you know, this is where you're at. And you're at the point where you're now the role model for the girls um, who are just starting out. You know, they see you with your blue belt and they see you hanging with the guys and connecting and sweeping guys and submitting guys. And they're like, wow, like I i can do that you know and you've outlaid the path for for ladies um who who have started without any skills you know and who have developed them like in our school um and you know like it's so awesome having you in our class and i think um everyone's happy learning with you and everyone's happy um being around you and again it's that presence and We're going to miss your presence, Emma. I'm
1: going to miss being here. It's been an amazing experience and wonderful opportunities to be able to teach. Um, So thank you. Thank you so much.
0: Pleasure's all mine, really. Ladies, we've said it. We're going to say it again. It's time.
1: It's time.
0: Get into it. Um, We're here for you. 10 a.m. to 11, Saturday women's only class. Any questions, hit us up. Much love to everybody. Any closing thoughts, Emma?
1: Just do it. Enjoy it. Do it. Yeah.
0: I love that. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks, Emma, for doing this. And see you all soon in class. Yeehaw. Bye. Cheers.